In your Aaron Priest Junction at Top FM, listen and leave. It's time for Profile, Real People, Real Stories, Real God, Real Change. And this morning, as I teased, and I also teased yesterday, I'm um, hosting Reverend Captain uh, Martin Bandu, joining us today for Profile. You, you know, uh, uh, Captain Bandu, yeah. I've been planning for this profile, I think, for the last, <laughs> I don't know, many <laughs> how many years, but I say this is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. It's true. In the fullness of time, he says he makes all things beautiful. Mm. So for this morning, this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Mm. How are you doing, my captain? Beautiful, wonderful, excited mm. uh, in the Holy Ghost. Um, it's a joy to, to land this way in this wonderful studio of Hope FM. Uh, you don't even know how much I've longed to be here. <laughs> but here we are. Yes. This is the day. And for, for, for those who are hearing about Reverend Captain Martin Bandu for the first time, can you introduce yourself to us? Sure. This is uh, Captain AKA, but originally uh, Martin Zakayom Bandu, pastor. But before that, I was uh, born, uh, my mother gave me a name mm. called Sakayo Kwendo. Uh-huh. That's originally me, Sakayo Kwendo. Yes. But they, I've been kind of uh, moving from one level to another level, uh, destined for another level, yes. until I came to Martin. Now, Martin was my, the name I baptized myself. Uh, way back uh, in 1971, 70 or so, when I was baptized in water, and uh, the reverend baptizing me in the water. So, you know, in those days... Uh, uh, when you are baptized in our local churches, um, mm. they were, you know you have to come out of the water with a new name. Yes. So I entered in as a Kayokwendo into the water. Mm. So before I was baptized, the pastor asked me, young man, what is your new name that you're being baptized? I said, Martin, mm. Luther, King, Junior. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 that's not in the Bible. This is not in the Bible. <laughs> but then we had to get names which are biblical names. Yes. I said, the new name I'm taking is Martin Luther King Jr. He could not pronounce those names. Mm. He was a local pastor. Mm. Yeah. So it's, anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever you call yourself, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I was in study four. Wow. And then from there on, now we have Martin Luther King Jr. I had fights with my parents. Uh, they couldn't know this name, what and what. So we had a compromise. Mm. I retained my new name, Martin. I also retained the name that my mother gave me, Sakayo, and I retained my father's name, Bandu. So hence, in my ID, Martin Zakayo Mbandu. So you dropped... Quendo. Mm. What was the inspiration behind Martin? You know, Martin Luther, because it seems yeah, to have yeah. meant a lot. I'm a good reader of autobiographies ah. and of history. By the way, in history, in, uh, in my form four, I got... Uh, Two, this is history and the Swahili language. So I was, I've been inspired by autobiographies of great men, giants, both ecclesiastical, political, uh, social. I like reading about people's stories, mm. especially their failures and their successes. Yes. So Martin Luther King, my God, when he says, I have a dream, and I said, my, I also need to have a dream. So I looked for an opportunity where I'll be able to call myself this guy. And here we are. Mm. The baptism, I told my pastor, 
Martin, I went to school on Monday. I changed my old exercise books. Mm. My teacher had a fight with me. We don't have a student here called Martin. I say whether you like it or not, mm. this me. Mm. And all these years, here I am, 50 years down the road or so. Yes. Amen. So this Martin, mm. born in the village called Ebuali, in a higher constituency mm. where people aim higher, yes. I tell you. <laughs> and most of us have said it. I, I was born in 1956 in a hospital. Mm. You know, those days, uh, my, my colleagues who used to be born in the, in the banana plantation mm. or in the home. Mm. But my mother yes. went to the hospital, a mission hospital. Yes. And so she delivered me. And so the doctor or the clinical officer who helped at birth me, she loved him. Mm. So she named me after that doctor, Sakayo Kwendo, wow. who is the, who was the father of a first MP in Emuhaya called Eric Hasahala. Mm. So that's where my mother, that's where my mother fell in love with this doctor, but not me. So my father was called Joseph Mbandu, mm. a good, nice man who loved God. I say uh, he was very wise, but uh, he had missed out on school. It's only my mother who was uh, quite educated up to about Saturday for those days. Uh, she could read English and Swahili mm. and my local vernacular. So those are my parents. I'm the fourth born of nine children. Mm. And we loved big family. Yes. We enjoyed it. Uh, we would fight uh, and quarrel. But you dare touch one of us. Yes. I Trouble. will come after you in a very serious way. Yes. So that's my birth. Mm. Mm -hmm. Tell me about now you, uh, you've you grown up, now you've moved out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was born in that village. And by the age of four years, my parents moved to Nairobi. So we came to Nairobi. Mm -hmm. My father was working with uh, Shell BP. As an artisan, I used to wonder what was an artisan until one day I found him painting houses, and so I was told that he's is an artisan yes. <laughs> and a paint manumba. Yes. So we moved to Nairobi, at is in Islands, yes. in yeah nineteen sixty when I was sixty when I was about four years. Mm. So I was staying in Jerusalem, and then I was uh, taken to school in Islands at uh, school is still there. I normally visit it, um, yes. Living, Dr. Livingstone Primary School. I did uh, four years there. Then my parents moved to Mbotela on Jogor Road. Yes. Then I also moved school to a school called Heshima Road Primary School on your way to Section 3 of Islam. And uh, that was uh, my primary. Then after primary, I went to Secondary City High. Then from there... Yeah, but the most important thing is that uh, in our growing, mm. you know, Islam, we have a lot of fun and playing chakati, uh, hide and seek, and whatever. But uh, more than that, uh, my parents introduced me to church. Yes. A Pentecost Assemblies of God church. In our fun, as uh, young people and kids, we named it, we renamed it uh, mm. People After God. Church, wow. PAG, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, the missionaries loved that too. Because when when the old people say, "Oh, Pentecostal people," you say, "People after God." Mm -hmm. So that's where I went for Sunday school, at age five. And by the way, at age five, my parents were seriously saved, and they decided to 
solemnize their marriage because previously they had just been married locally in the mm. village. Mm. So in Camp Nairobi here, and uh, they got really serious with their Lord, their God. They decided to solemnize their wedding. And believe you me, I was the flower boy yeah. in my parents' wedding. At right. five. At five. So actually, I was holding my mother's net behind. Just <laughs> <laughs> squeeze <laughs> I have yes. a picture somewhere. I've been looking for it. Yes. And that's begun my love story mm. with my mother. Mm. So she loved me. Because yeah. after me, she still had five children, five other children, but I was her special child. Mm. And so we were brought up at church in Bahati, uh, Voy Road. Is the church still there? Yes. In fact, I saw the foundation stone of that church. Uh, it was laid. Uh, it was laid in 1949. Mm-hmm. The church was opened in 1915. Uh, a great church, mm-hmm. mm, planted by the Pentecost Assemblies of Canada mm-hmm. as a PAG church. Mm-hmm. And so we grew there, mm-hmm. having fun. Sunday school, sang good songs. My friend, mm-hmm. if I tell you, I got saved about eight times I in know. that church. Now, Coca, and as somebody comes preaches very fiery, I get saved. My hand was up. Mm. Then I, again, I, I get saved almost seven times. And good enough, uh, you know, those, it's only some missionaries who could not understand uh, why is he getting saved many, many times. Uh, eventually, later on in life, I'll tell you, I came to understand why this missionary now looked at me, two zealous getting saved every now and then. So he told my mother, this boy, I've got a lot of zeal, a lot of energy, but he lacks knowledge. Mm. Uh, and that's how I started now my life, connecting with Narwi Pentecostal Church yeah. here. At the age of 14, going to 15. Mm-hmm. And because I was too zealous, but didn't have any knowledge. And the Bible says that the people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I ended deep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you joined Nairobi Pentecostal Church, currently Sitam, mm-hmm. and your life begins to change. You get the knowledge and you get into ministry. Tell us about yeah. that. Okay. Um, even in Bahati, PAG, I was involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, my fellow young people, teenagers, um, and we were just that, uh, that local, especially we liked those local songs. What <laughs> those and I was a drummer, and I was, I mean, I was so zealous about uh, a lot of activities when I was getting saved so often. Yes. And then this missionary looked at me and uh, told my mother, if only you could give me this son of yours so that I can see something in him, something uh, deeper than what he is. So my mother said, sure, sure, sure. So this missionary... She was called, he was, the lady was called Lillian Cornelius, the husband Cornelius, uh, William Cornelius, the lady Lillian. So they adopted me. They used to live in Kilimani. Yes. And they were staying, uh, that's what staying, the officer was in Halingam. They were missionaries. And so they brought me to their house. Weekends, Monday to Friday, I was doing school in Iceland. Friday evening, they would come to the estate to pick me up to go and stay with them over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I proud. Mm-hmm. One of the kids in the estate just surrounding that car. Mzungu, mzungu, mzungu. <laughs> you are there. I, so I came with them to live with them in Kilimani with their family. 
Then on Saturday and Sunday, they will bring me to Narubi Pentecostal Church, introduce me to Sunday school, to the teens class. I remember my teachers were William Rogers Malumbe, Albert Okinda, another lady called uh, Mary Mamboleo. She became Mary Quago. They were our teachers in the teens class. Mm. So now I started realizing, okay, this is it. Then there were some papers, homework to do in Sunday school in 1971. Hey, mm. I looked and I started growing spiritually, my understanding. Yes. Now I, I get to grasp. So that's when now I got saved properly in that youth Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. Then the second time I also got saved in the main church because they told me, now since you're saved here in the class, when you go to the main church, when they ask for to be saved, you also come forward and get saved. Mm-hmm. So that's began my journey of salvation. Yes. And then, since then, I've been working with the Lord. I joined the youth ministry and uh, became part of the leadership in youth. And I got I got baptized again in the water yes. uh, in 1974. Did you change the name? No, no, this time it remained. <laughs> <laughs> this time it remained, my friend, being baptized by Mzungu. Yeah. Ah, so that was my second baptism. Mm-hmm. But at least now with understanding. Yes. Now I started growing up and the church was a small little church in the valley. I think it was just about 200 people mm-hmm. and um, 40% were Zungus, mm-hmm. 60% Africans and it was such a beautiful church. We had a pastor by the name Marvin Thomas who became my friend. And, you know, and even I think I was also Kimbelembele. Yes. I really wanted to get to know people. So I became a good friend of this pastor. So he was also very happy with me. I met his children, also liked me. And so I ate a lot of cakes here and there. Mm-hmm. Then I would go with his missionaries visiting on Sunday afternoon before he took, took me back to Island. And I started now feeling that I was growing. Mm-hmm. I was getting deeper. Mm-hmm. I could understand scripture. And uh, these missionaries in their home, they would have uh, a Bible study. And uh, that's begun my growth mm. in the ways of God. Amen. Then I grew. I finished school uh, in Form 4 at City High. And then I got employed in the Kenya Post of Central KPNT in 1976, December, in the Postal Department. Kuza stamps, mm. nakupea money order, mm-hmm. naku sort barua, yes. and you're here. And uh, that's my work life. As I started working, and I was still attached to the church. Yes. I loved church. Mm. And imagine by the time, even let me tell you that uh, we're living in, in Botella, mm. um, because now I'd grown up, actually from the time I started going to high school, I said that I, I would just visit my foster parents once in a while. Mm. But on Saturday, I'll walk from Botella to Bala Road. Because yes. my mom could not afford bus fare. Although there was a direct bus, number seven, from Jericho to Kenyatta. Mm. But my mom told us, so I would walk sometimes with my sisters, but I would just be pushing them yes. up to Bala Road, then walk back again. Then on Sunday, but we had a, a reprieve that uh, we would pass through a stadium, a place called Bama. Yes. It's a market uh, called Bama. They used to sell good porridge yes. on those calabashes. Ah, it would renew our strength to, for the next journey. Yes. So that was the journey. Uh, but 
God was faithful. Amen. I learned the Lord and grew, mm. and started serving in various ministries mm. in Nairobi Pentecostal Church then. Okay. <clears throat> so at what point did you know now the call of God is upon your life and you need to get into full-time ministry? I, I believe, uh, let me say when I got married uh, in 1985. So let's go back then and, and, yeah. and meet your, your beautiful wife. Oh. Because <laughs> it seems that something happened uh, yeah, when yeah, she yeah. came into your life. Yes. So how did you meet uh, Pastor Rachel? I tell you, uh, interestingly, I used to sing the choir amazingly, mm. uh, in, in, from 78. And uh, once in a while, I would do worship, mm. uh, lead worship. And uh, in that worship, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have a good view of the congregation. Mm. And I would really love it. And uh, I saw this girl. I th- Our eyes locked mm. one time when I was in the choir. Mm. I was not doing worship, but I was seated there. <laughs> And her eyes locked. Mm-hmm. And I saw a nice um, colored girl, you know, brownish, yeah, yeah. with good hair, very nice seated there. We would stand up and sit down, she was there. And every Sunday, you had to sit at a certain particular point of place. Yeah. Then I said, one day, uh, I must go and meet her. Mm-hmm. I, tried, I tried three, four times because, you know, after the service, um, the choir would go back in the vestry and then change. Yeah. We used to wear some gowns mm-hmm. for choir. Mm-hmm. So by the time I changed my gown, by the time I ran outside, um, she's taken off. Huh? Mm-hmm. But one time I decided I'll just uh, wait for her. Well, I, I, was still in conne- I was still connected to God. Um, and but uh, just that I, I liked her. That was in 1981. Yes. And uh, one this particular day, I said um, I told my choir director, uh, tell her she was rolled down there. Mm-hmm. I told her, excuse me, uh, today I just want to drop this here and go. She told me, no, no, just go, just go. Because I told her that uh, there's a girl I'm looking for. She told me, Pastor in church, I was not Pastor Martin in church. I said, don't worry. So I rushed outside. And I met her. Mm-hmm. I told her, I've been looking for you, Rachel. Mm-hmm. He said, yes, uh, well, what for? What are you looking me for? So she never used to come to the youth meetings. So I invited her to come to the youth meeting on mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. and just see how we fellowship. So that was invitation. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, the following Saturday, she turned up. There. She came for the youth service. Mm-hmm. And I decided to sit next to her in the youth fellowship. Mm-hmm. By the way... Bishop Adoyo Emeritus was our youth leader. Yes. But I don't think he clicked anything anyway. Mm. Mm. And so that's began our friendship from 1981 to 1985 when I eventually married her. But she never trusted me really. She thought I'm just enjoying myself here and there. Mm. And then I became part of the youth leadership. And so when, when we were going for a youth camp in Western province, and uh, we were going by a bus. Mm-hmm. We had hired a bus to take us to Goi Bay. And so I was given the opportunity to arrange people's sitting arrangements, how people would sit here and there. So I, I assigned her the number of the chair, the seat, uh, next to mine. So we were two of us on that too. So I said, no. So we were traveling in the evening to arrive in the camp the following day. So I told her, I'll take you of you. Don't worry. You just sit here. And uh, we went to the bus at night, and I can assure you, I tuned her, uh, <laughs> tuned her, All the week. told her how the Lord uh, would make her an happy lady if she became my friend. Uh, <laughs> I gave her all the scriptures I knew. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, from song of songs. Uh, <laughs> and she was there. And she was laughing. And, uh, so I went, little did I know that where the youth camp was, was a mission station yes. called Goy Bay. That was her home also. Ah. Uh, and I had the privilege of meeting her father, who by then was an evangelist with the Pentecost Assemblies of God. Mm-hmm. And so we hit out very well. We became friends with the father. She was surprised. And then by the time we were coming back to Nairobi from the camp, I told the father, I'll take care of your daughter. She just laughed. She said, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just told him, I'll take care of your daughter. So along the way, we became friends, uh, on and off. Uh, she thought I was too much with the many things in, in church here. And she was also doing her, her course in secretarial down the road, uh, 1985, uh, she, she agreed to marry me. Mm. And so uh, we had a wedding, wedded by Reverend Roy Upton. Uh, the translation was done by Reverend Wilson Mambuleo. And so I got myself a wife in 17th of August, 1985. A nice, slim, uh, light lady with a Good hair style, and there we are. And since then, we've known the Lord has taken care of us. She's given me five children, two boys, three girls, and we are trusting God for two more. <laughs> By the grace of God, uh, they'll come. Amen. So we've been married for thirty-six years. Yes. Known one another for four years, for the four years, and this forty years down the road. God has been faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God has been faithful. Amen. Yes. Um, they come, they come. We fight Kidogo, but then we come together again. Yes. And by the grace of God. One of the tricks I've learned yes. in our marriage is uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, um, uh, going to verse 26. Mm-hmm. It talks about being uh, kind of a uh, Verse 26, it says that uh, be angry and do not sin. Do not, let, do not let the sun to go down while you are still in your anger. Mm. So, so we normally make sure that uh, uh, being, uh, forgiving one another, uh, understanding one another, but the sun will never go down. Because one thing we told ourselves, the Lord can come anytime. Yes. So we can one will be taken, one will remain. <laughs> so who will remain? So we make sure in our evening devotion, family altar, everybody says his own sins. Yes. My sins are these, forgive me. My sins are these, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Yes, by the time we enter the blanket, ah, there is peace. Yes. Yes, if Jesus comes, ah, Paul will preach. Amen. Mm. At least you've told us how you met your wife, and, and, and now you are to tell us how, when you got married, is when you had the call of God. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. What happened? Actually, uh, when I got married in 1985, uh, there came, I had been in the ministry. Of course, I told you my involvement in, in too many things here and there youth, choir, worship, men's fellowship, um, other activities in the church, um, uh, Sunday school, and what have you. But uh, in 1985 is when I started feeling 
that uh, I'm spending too much time in church. I, could, I loved old services. I could attend a prayer meeting. I could attend men's fellowship. I could attend morning service. I could attend Sunday evening service. And so I felt that I'm too much into the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, what am I giving other than just attending? Mm-hmm. So while I was still contemplating that, uh, Reverend Dennis White comes on the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was singing the choir. And one day he called me told me, Martin, I, I see the call of God on you. Have you ever thought about it? Mm-hmm. I told him, not so, not so deeply as uh, you, might, you might. We are trying to put it down, but I'm, I'm happy where I am. So no, 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 Martin, uh, it's good to serve the Lord. The Lord wants you. And uh, I'm offering myself to mentor you, to work with you, and just prepare you. And who knows, you can become one of the good preachers. I said, let me think about it. Mm-hmm. Then he came back to me again after some one month or so. He said, Martin, 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 Brother Martin used to call me like that. <laughs> Have you thought about it? And I said, okay. Then he, said me, he told me, how much is post office paying you? I told him my salary of post office. Martin, we'll triple it. We will triple it. Wow. Just come and serve with the church. And I felt so excited. I uh, told my wife, she said, we just got in marriage, my friend. What's the problem? I said, no. So one year elapsed, 86, and come to 88, uh, 87, towards the end, Pastor was still, was still on my back. Mm-hmm. Martin. At this time I said, Lord, this servant of yours is speaking something to me. So I said, Lord, I told Rachel, let's take a step of faith. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, fine. Uh, I had another, another elder in church here called Dr. Tukumbo Adayemo. Yes. Uh, he was a good friend of mine. I mean, we were, he was such a mentor. He was actually our patron in the youth fellowship. We used to call it Varsity College and Career Fellowship, VCCF. Um, he was a great man, a great prayer, mm. prayer warrior. So I approached him and told him, uh, Tukumbo, doctor, um, I've been offered to leave post office and come and serve God in the church. What would you advise? He didn't even think twice. Just said, no, 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 Martin, if ever you get into ministry, step in the ministry on your own terms, mm-hmm. on your own calling. Don't let anybody, even an angel, take you for ministry unless God tells you and you confirm and get in your on your own terms. So I asked him, what do you mean on my own terms? I think, uh, said, no, 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 get training. Mm-hmm. If ever you have to go to serve God in any capacity as a pastor, get skills. Yeah. And skills are gotten from Bible college. I got it. Mm-hmm. Then he told me one statement. He said, there might come a time the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh who knows you will not be there. Then people ask, and so who is Martin? Mm, mm. So you go, get trained, then come. So I went and shared the same thing with Pastor White. He was not happy. He said, no, 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 I'm Martin, Martin. Eventually, they fellowship with Tokumbo, mm-hmm. and uh, they felt I shouldn't come in just like that. So mm-hmm. I was introduced to <coughs> the Pan-African Christian College, where the principal used to worship here, called Paul Coles. Mm-hmm. And then um, he, they organized to have my papers and then admit me 
into the Bible College. Mm -hmm. So in 1988, in September, I resigned my job. And even that was became a problem because my MD, yes. I seen Foster, a whole MD, when he heard of it, he called me to me, we're not accepting your resignation. You cannot resign. Why? He had good things for me. Yeah. <laughs> Promotion. Mm. And he was going to help me. He was, he believed he would build me up. Mm. And by the way, he was a member of this church, that guy. Mm. And uh, by the way, uh, uh, I was in his committee. He was a men's fellowship leader here. And I was in his committee. Mm. So, of men's fellowship. So when he heard that uh, I'm going to Bible call, I'm resigning, he told me, no, 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 no. We'll build you up, Martin. We'll build you up in post office, uh, the greater things. But I told him, no, I've decided. Mm. I'm going. Mm. Uh, he said, okay, we will not accept your resignation, but we shall give you four years of study. You go and study, mm. and I believe you'll come back. So in 1988, they never responded to my letter. Uh, they, even, they didn't even tell me, uh, they didn't give me a letter for leave of absence. They just told me, you go. So I left post office, went to Bible college, and I did my four years there. When I finished in 1992, uh, and by the way, can I tell you a story? Yes. Uh, this MD is, is still alive. Maybe he's even listening to me. It's called Samson Chemai. Uh, two years when I was in college, he also moved, was moved from post office. <laughs> and your pharaoh came. <laughs> <laughs> My pharaoh came. He got posted to the U.S. as an ambassador, a Kenyan ambassador. And so he was not there. Of yeah. course, the, the, the records were there. But anyway, uh, after Bible, call, Bible college... The post office called me back, told me, oh, your file is still open. You have to finish. I said, no, my friend, I've moved on. Mm. But the blessing of it all is that uh, they retired me. Instead of uh, moving, they retired me. Mm. And so, and by when I was in Bible college, I, I used to participate in ministry in Valor Road. Mm. So much so. And uh, I, I thank God for SITAM, or let me say NPC. Mm. And the leadership which was there with the Pastor White, they paid my tuition, took me, saw me through college from year one to year four, uh, supported me one or another, but uh, that's academic and tuition. Yes. But my wife, Rachel, that's why I salute her. Mm. By the time she was working as a secretary in industry area, she paid our rent. I moved to Zimmerman. I used to have a four-bedroomed house mm. or post office quarter. Mm. But now we moved to a two-bedroom house, squeezed in Zimmerman. With Go children. Children. By the time I was going to Bible college, we had two children, mm -hmm. two boys. Two-year-old, one and, one, one and uh, one, nine months old. Mm. We lived in a castle. Cas nice, but it was nice and warm, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she took care of the children, food, clothing, uh, rent. Uh, she's a powerful woman, by the way. Mm, mm -hmm. We honor her. I tell you. Mm. And so for those four years, uh, Sitam would give me, NPC could give me transport once in a while, uh, especially for coming to church and things like that. But she really uh, sacrificed a lot. And then 
I finished in 1992-93. I was invited to come to Sitam to serve as the pastor. So that's when now I started seeing my calling being confirmed, being appreciated, and I got into it on a high gear. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've not looked back. Amen. We've served God with my wife, Rachel. Because mm. after I graduated and I came to sit um, NPC by then, one year down the road, uh, she also received her own calling. She said, I also want to join ministry. Uh, yeah. So she also resigned her job mm-hmm. and her boss was, could not understand. So they let her go and she went to Bible college. Also. I told her the best, this is how I was taught by these elders. Mm-hmm. You don't just step into ministry. You are prepared. You are given skills. You are made ready. Then she also went to Bible college at NPBC in uh, Garden Estate. And then from 1990, after 1997, we've been serving together. Amen. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you mentioned something, Captain Bandu, that uh, when, when Reverend Dennis White asked you to join ministry, mm-hmm. you consulted also with uh, Reverend uh, Tokumbo. You know, I said, mm. you must hear the Lord. For yourself, and you're living in a generation that really depends on this is what my mentor has said, this is what my spiritual Uh papa or mama has said. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know them. (laughs) (laughs) Share with us the importance of hearing God for yourself Mm -hmm. before moving into an assignment that Mm -hmm. the Lord has for you. It is very important that one must have a connection network, it must be there between you and God. Because uh, Jeremiah 17, the Bible says, Cursed is the man whose confidence and trust is in man. But blessed is the man whose faith and confidence and trust is in God. Let me tell you, yes. had I come in just because Pastor White called me to come, and I had not heard from God, and I hadn't taken time to listen to the direction how to come, you know, eventually Pastor White left Kenya. He went back to to Canada. He's still alive, by the way. Yes. He has he, even written uh, me a forward uh, in my book. And uh, things seemed right until another pharaoh came mm. in Sitam. My friend, in the year 2014, they called everybody, including the pastors, to be interviewed afresh for new appointments. They were called rationalization, things like that. And you know now, whether before you uh, um, before you when you are sit when you enter that room for interview, I don't know who are those who are interviewing, the first thing they ask you is uh, can you give us your papers? <laughs> mm. So if you had not had the Lord for yourself and, you and had not obeyed yeah. the the advice of going for studies I would have remained with my letter from the post office of uh, <laughs> my friend. They would have said, my friend, you go. <laughs> yeah. you. But it's important mm. that to pray. Mm. So that, yes. and I also pray, when I dedicate children, mm. I don't want to tell parents, hands up and hands off. When we dedicate children, we give them back to the Lord. Yes. So the children are not your responsibility, your bother, your expense, your um, headache. They're not yours. You're a house, you're a house manager. Mm. You're an ayah. Mm. 
you are taking care of God's children. And no matter when they get sick, tell the owner. Yes. When they get, uh, you have no school fees, tell the, the owner. Mm. Oh, I don't want a school fees. Mm. And so I feel that when God calls you and you are confident that you've heard from him, it is his responsibility to take care of you. Mm. And so when you are hungry, don't look at your bishop. Don't look at your mentor. They will not help you. Go back to the owner who called you, told you, go, I'll take care of you. I'll be with you all the time until the ends of the age. He's the one you complain. And my, I tell you, I've had him. Yes. And I've really had him. Mm. And actually, he makes a way where there's no way. Amen. Pain and uh, trouble and night, uh, pain may endure for the night, but in the morning, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Joy comes in the morning Amen. because he who called is faithful. Mm. Many of us, we lose it all where we have a shipwreck because we want to look at uh, so-and-so, my mentor, my ward. And uh, failures that those are just human beings. They also have their own issues. Yes. So look to Jesus. Mm. And he alone who called you will keep you, will sustain you, and will take you to the next level. Amen. Mm. Amen. Before we go on a break and catch up with the news at noon, uh, so God planted you in Sitam, and you've grown, you've served in so many places. And one thing that stood out for me is, it's like God gave you this assignment of planting churches, you mm. know, pioneering, if yeah. I may put it that way. Mm. Take us through that journey before we go to the news. Then when we come back, we want to hear interesting stories of God's doings <laughs> in your life as put down in your uh. memoir, your book. I can say it's just God's favor, but I call it God's uncommon favor. Mm-hmm. And um, amazingly, it's not about me. I I even get surprised. I get shocked at what God can achieve uh, through me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of the best preachers. No, 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 no. And I and I, I really don't do miracles. Uh, if they're there, God, thank you. Uh, I appreciate them. But I just show up. Mm-hmm. It is the glow, G-L-O-W, of the glory that is in me that God shines and it just attracts. I even get back and I ask God, was that really me? Mm-hmm. And and I thought maybe it's just in Kenya. I went to Malawi and I went to Mzuzu. The, the church had run down, disappeared. Mm-hmm. And here comes people. And you know, maybe it's my name. Yes. <laughs> my name, my surname, my father's name yes. is Mbandu. Mm-hmm. Mbandu, M-B-A-N-D-U. If you remove M, you have Vandu. Mm. Bandu, Vandu is people. Yes. So when you add that M at the beginning, you have Mbandu. Now Mbandu is, in my language, which is Kinyore, Luhia, is in the people. Mm. So maybe that also uh, uh, makes it possible. Mm. But at the end of the day, it is the Lord. Yes. He works in ways that I'm also shocked and surprised. Mm. Despite the shortcomings, the mistakes here and there, the favor of God. So I ascribe everything to God. Even if I was to write a paper on church planting, mm. I don't have the material. I don't have the content. I should just be one paper. Mm. Just God. Yes. Only God. Mm. But I believe 
is also because through the ministry of contact. Mm, people. Contact, people. Church is people. Mm. God is people. For one minute, let me tell you, when I got into system NPC in 1993 as a pastor, I got in with a, a crazy appointment. I didn't carry my letter. Mm. I would have shown you. Mm. The letter of appointment to be minister of visitation in charge of burials and bereavements and funeral services uh, and uh, hospital visitation. And I said, God. <laughs> and that burials was in bold letters, burials and bereavement, yes. funerals. Mm. So I took it up with a lot of zeal and pleasure. Mm. <clears throat> it gave me mileage. Yes. Great mileage. Mm -hmm. And because of that, any um, ministry with a caring uh, aspect with it, mm. people, it attracts. Mm. It really attracts. Okay. Mm. When we come back, we'll be getting to hear more of Reverend Bandu's story. Call him Captain Martin Bandu, our guest today on Profile. Your feedback on the SMS line 20933, that is 20933. You can also talk to us at Hop FM Live on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, on 0717 That's our WhatsApp line. We're looking forward to interacting with you. In the next hour, we hear great stories of faith. This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change.